So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Priscilla. Hey. That's a great intro. I like that. That was a good one. Welcome to another episode of the Oh That Sexy Podcast with me, your host, V The Only Letter. I am here with my great friend, entrepreneur Priscilla. Oh, we're great friends. Yeah, we're dope friends. We're pretty good. We are. We are. We're good. The vibes are always... um, genuine between us so it's it's yeah it's it's we're good friends we're great friends every time i have introduced somebody on this podcast it's like it's great friends some of them is just like yeah we're cool but you know you know don't ask me to pay for your food or anything like that like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're good we're, we're, we're good we're good you i definitely would pay for your food you know drinks on me and then you know i'd hope vice versa so another like, green lantern I got you. Anytime. <laughs> Anybody who wants a Green Lantern. Anytime. You listen, you let me know. We'll make that happen. Is that your go-to drink to always pay for some? No. My go-to drink is an old-fashioned. That's like my go-to spot. I take everybody to cafeteria. Shut the front door. For real? I swear. I take everyone to cafeteria, pay and all of that. I like cafeteria. Not like that, though. I love cafeteria. Nah, kid. I like cafeteria, but not... All right, all right. I'm going to ask you something. What time mm. is it? What time is it right now? It is 11.06. Where can we go right now to get something to eat in the kitchen? It's going to be closed in like an hour. See, me, I'm from Queens, so we're really bougie. So what we do is we do Uber Eats. I'm from Queens, too. <laughs> so you're bougie, too? I'm from Roselle. <laughs> oh, my God. Your level of bougie <laughs> has exceeded the point of maximum capacity. <laughs> Your level, oh my God, for real, for real? I'm for Roselle, we have lawns and a bird shirt. Oh, people, oh my God. Welcome, guys. You're about to hear the most <laughs> bougetto podcast you've ever heard in your entire oh, life. Oh, no, don't do me like that. No, 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 no. I got your back. I got your back. But I can get you something from Movie Heat. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. Good, because I'm done with Postmates. <laughs> what happened with Postmates? 
I ordered empanadas and I didn't get it and they told me, you know, they only gave me six dollars back on something that was um twenty five dollars and you know, I called them, I tried to do the whole like Oh, I'm gonna go to Uber Eats, and they was not buying it. Like they was like not here for it. They were just like, I mean, in a sense, like they was kind of like, if that's what you want to do. And I was like, Oh shit, oh, this shit, shit don't work. Oh, you want to lose a customer? I said, Oh, you want to lose? I said, I said, Oh, you 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 good? You don't you don't you don't care? And they kind of was like on some, you know, all right, goodbye, Joy. You know, that hurts. I mean, I didn't. No, remove that really it. hurts. I didn't remove the Postmates app, yo, though, because. <laughs> <laughs> the empanadas are pretty good. Oh, uh-huh, was it Empanada City in Brooklyn? You never heard of it? I've heard of Empanada City. There's one I have to take you to. It's in the city though. It's in yeah. It's in um. It's over by LES. Mm-hmm. Um. No, Empanada Mama. You ever heard of that place? Oh, not yeah. They got one. Um. Wasn't it by Queen Cinema? There's one by Queen Cinema, I believe. But so. isn't it called Mama Empanadas? Mama Empanadas, something like that. Every time I went there, I've already I've already been like. I had one too many, but um, <laughs> but the empanadas are arguably some of the best empanadas you can ever have in New York City. I, I there's there's no other place that are better than that. Nah, empanada city. I love the plantain one. They have a sweet plantain one. They have a spicy buffalo empanada. They have a mac and cheese empanada. A jerk chicken empanada. They have empanadas that I've never even heard of. So we gotta go. On you. Y'all heard it, right? He said on him, right? Wow. Wow. I don't mind paying. It's fine. What is it, like $2? No, each empanada is like 4 bucks. See, that's a date to me. (laughs) Give me some empanadas. Let's go sit in a park bench. Let's talk shit about people who walk by. And I'm here for it. I'm just, you know... But you know what? Some people people don't think of that as a date. I think those are the best dates. Those are the best dates. Yeah. I think that's when you get to really know people. I think when you take somebody to some like a fancy restaurant, you're meeting a representative. Of course. You know, the person they want to be. They yeah. aspire to be. No. <laughs> that's why, you know what's so interesting about like um about dating? I always say like there's a strategic people people today when they date, they don't date with a, a plan. They just like, I wanna have a boyfriend or I want a partner or mm-hmm. like, I want somebody to spend time with, right? But they don't really take the time to like vet the person. Mm-hmm. First date is, and I always get a lot of flack, especially from a lot of women. I always usually say the first date, let's meet at a coffee shop. Love it. Let's meet at a coffee shop. Well, what if I don't like coffee? Well, there's tea. Well, what if I don't like tea? Well, let's go for a walk. First date. Mm-hmm. It's not expensive, but it's not about the money. It's genuinely, I'm forcing you to talk. And the reason why you want to meet at a coffee shop, it's arguably probably daytime, mm-hmm. sometimes nighttime, but more, majority of the time it's really daytime. Mm-hmm. There's no alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure for you to get dolled up and look pretty mm-hmm. as opposed to when you get ready to go to dinner. It's a coffee shop and you actually yeah. get to sit down and just like talk or you go for ice cream. Yeah. Something really simplistic and something where you can just like converse. Then the second date, if you like what you see, should then be let's have a meeting with we can do it alone, but I prefer let's do a group outing. Mm-hmm. I bring my friends, you bring your friends, we all meet at whatever location. We have a great time. 
Yeah. And then you kind of... You, you wanna... get to see different traits with their friends. You see that you won't see if it's just you guys all the time. Bingo. And then the third date, if I like what I see, that's when you pull out all the fucking stops. That's when I, you know, come to the front door. I got flowers. Um, We go out to a restaurant. I would hope I made reservations or whatever. We sit down. We talk. Or we do something like go to a jazz club. Or I don't know. I mean, yeah. like... I like jazz clubs. Yeah, I like stuff like that too. Yeah, but that's how that's how dating should strategically be. Mm-hmm. Your first two encounters, you never want to do it where it's like dinner in a movie or just dinner and then hanging out and it's just you two. You don't really get to see multi like facets of that person. Yeah. You want to... Um, it's one dimension. Yeah, you want to put them yeah. in so many different elements where it's like... Because you can see, like, if he's with his boys or whatever, and he's, like, he's a real, like, he's a real jackass. He's a jackass. Or he's a good friend. Right. I have to see how you are with your friends. Bingo. People need... I I, I don't know. I don't know. People don't vet anybody anymore. No, they don't. I mean, I do the whole, like, oh, yeah, you could pull up. I'll come in the car real quick. And it's to me, it's like, if we can have a blast in this car, I know wherever else we go is going to be fun. If we can have a conversation that... It's supposed to, and I always say like, oh, it's like we can talk for like fifteen minutes. Generally, if it's good, it go for like an hour, hour and a half. Like we're like, oh, look how time it is. Yeah. You know, I've been to and one time. This dude wanted to take me out, and he wanted to take me to a restaurant, and I took long to come to him. So they like the kitchen closed like already. So he's like, do you mind going to this? I don't know if you ever heard T Bone Diner. No, where is that at? Uh, what is that? Forest Hills. Oh, okay. Of Queens Wait Lamar, a minute, I know Queens exactly Lamar. that diner, yeah. So he said they make a good steak. He, he said, Do you mind going there? And I said, Let's go. He was like, Really? Because you know here are, are from Rosedale, so he think we all just bougie. I said, Nah, let's go. I love I love me a Belgian waffle. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I'm more of a pancake kind of a guy. I'm a Belgian waffle kind of girl. Oh, I ain't nothing wrong. So that. we went, it was ten thirty at night, we looked up, he said, Is it three in the morning? That's how much we talked. And that was that was my ex. Wow. It was three in the morning and I said Oh my God! I can't be. I was here this long. I love those dates. Yo, those dates are the best dates. Those are the best fucking. Dates. And I feel like most men that meet me, you know, they'll tell me like you're very attractive. I think they have an idea. She's attractive. She, I see her. She, her hair's done. Her nails done. She's pretty. She dressed nice. She, she's gonna want to go to this steakhouse. She's gonna want to go to this five star restaurant. And I'm just like. No. Boy, I know this jerk chicken cart. And they make the best. Let's go pull up there. This Bam. I found <laughs> this. Yo, speaking about jerk chicken carts, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always a stigmatism. Like, when you go to, like, Jamaican restaurants, the, the, the more rude the customer service is, the better the fucking food. Is that a stigma? Son, that's so true. <laughs> it's so it's true. It's so true. It's so depressing how true it is. Because you go back. It's like the, the abuse. Oh my God. It's literally like... It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I just like... I end up falling in love with the people that's like trying to fucking hurt my emotions. No, I feel like I'm just like, you know, you're trash, but the sex is amazing. <sighs> oh my God. Oh, oh the, you know. They made this jerk pork... Holy shit. I have never been in love with pork in my life. Oh, really? Yo, this jerk pork at... But the minute you go up there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
very nice. I pride myself on being a very charming individual. <laughs> Good evening. How are you? Uh, yeah. Ma'am. Mind you, the girl's probably like 26. I address her as ma'am. I think I'm being very nice. I'm like, hi, good afternoon, ma'am. Do you guys have any jerk pork? So she look at me. She like, small, medium, large. <laughs> she can say hello back. I'm like, um, well, can I please see the small? Picks the thing. I mean, abruptly picks it up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she says, I was like, all right, well, how much five? <laughs> she didn't even let you finish talking. <laughs> I gave the money. She snatched the money. Okay. She snatched the money. Mm-hmm. Puts the pork in there. Um, My lady, she ordered the jerk chicken. Snatches the money for that. Puts the chicken in there. I'm like, okay. Damn. She gives me the bag. And she's like, do you want festival or not? <laughs> no, I'm sorry to laugh. And no, no, I want you to laugh. <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah, I, I want the fest stuff. I mean, you just hit like she's stuffing <laughs> shit. Hands the bag to me. We get to the car. We didn't talk for thirty minutes because the food was that fucking good. good. <laughs> and I'm literally sitting there. We got festival in one hand, pork in the other hand. And I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking amazing. But the service is so. Deplorable. Like I really wanted to punch this woman after she finished giving me because I mean she like snatched the money out of my hand. I don't even get a thank you for your service. None of that shit. (laughs) Go to a Jamaican restaurant and they're really fucking nice and sweet to you. That food is trash. I'm telling you, it's horrible. It's always gonna be trash. It's I mean, don't eat there. Like just don't the minute they smile and they're being nice and it's like thank you for coming. We hope that you come back. Throw that food in the garbage. It probably has food poisoning in it. <laughs> Don't. I went to a place and I was like, it's like a it's it's like a buffet style type Jamaican restaurant. So I'm like, no more planting. She's like, should have came here earlier. Mind you, it's nine thirty. It closes at twelve midnight. I said, so what happened? They ran out of bananas. Like, what's up? Like, she said, I should have came here earlier. Okay, cool. If you're going to run out of food by 9.30, close at 9.30. That's how I feel. So I'm like, mm, okay. I made the biggest deal to my family. I'm boycotting that place. I'm never going back. Blah, blah, blah. One day I passed by. I saw they had some planting in there. I didn't, I never, to this day, I've never told my family. Like, I went in there, I got it. I just never said nothing because I already knew they was going to be like, you made the biggest deal. Oh, you made my a God. Facebook post about it. And you're going to, so I never said nothing, but I'm pretty sure they're going to hear it now. It's fine. It's fine. I accept you for who you are. I love. Look, if they don't accept you, I love you. You have a friend in me. Don't feel. Listen, we've all look. It doesn't matter. We know, like, when there's a place that got really good food, even though the service may be shitty, you're gonna go back. You, the food, like, it's something about like, like really good food. It's so infectious. It's so like, damn, like that shit tastes real good. I don't give a fuck who served that shit food, i don't care like to me i don't give a shit like certain chinese restaurants the minute i start to see like mm, okay it's a little bit racist let's get the extra chicken when they're really nice this was gonna be trash you start making excuses for them when other people say stuff yeah, like, that's how like, they are he, I, just, I 
That's how they are. That's just how they are. I mean, they say nigga all the time with the ER. It's perfectly fine. It's fine. I mean, let's let's think about it. Like we say it. We say it. I mean, it's just kind of you know there are niggas out there, (laughs) you know. But um, but but get the fried chicken. Please. With the duck sauce. Yeah, with the sauce. Like with you the just... sauce. <laughs> and if you come back with no sauce, I'm gonna need you to go back. There's a place in Brooklyn, um, on Snyder. And mm-hmm. it's I gotta take you there too. They have the best chicken wings in New York. Best chicken wings in New York. We gotta do a we gotta do a food date. Just like what well, go around and kinda like Yeah. Introduce. Yeah. We gotta do a food date. That 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 has to happen. We gotta do a food day. I've been trying to go to places like I've been trying to support more black restaurants. So I know this place called I don't know if you heard of Krabby Shack in Brooklyn over in Franklin. I've heard about that place. I've seen him post a lot of Krabby things on, Shack. They're um on two Facebook. two the founders are two black women. It's yeah. amazing. It's great. I'm proud of them. How how is how is the seafood there? Great. I always get the crab roll. Okay. Is it called crab? Yeah, the crab roll. I think it's good. When I see a lot of black entrepreneurs um, doing it, especially for the fact that I'm speaking to one myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Right. I, I really think it's amazing that I, I'm starting to see, especially on, on a social media trend, a lot of black entrepreneurs actually promoting a really talented, well thought out business. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the stigmatism for a long time was that, you know, if you go to a black-owned business, uh, it's really tacky. Um, the the display of their business nuance is not well put together. Mm-hmm. You see, like constant people asking for discounts, lack of support. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's really nice to see people really fully establishing themselves as not just. A black-owned business, but respectfully, a business. A business. It's not just you know I'm black-owned. You should support it because a lot of for for a very long time, I felt like a lot of people who had black-owned businesses like through that line. I'm black. You're black. Support me. You know, I'm trying to get money, but it's more like no. I just need you to be a business, mm-hmm. and I need you to be an efficient business, and I need you to be a business of respect, integrity, and self-worth. Can you promote that? And so, it's really good when I start to see you guys like coming out and doing your thing. Like I'm really proud of you, Priscilla. Like I'm I'm super fucking proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm really honored. Like I'm really honored to 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 call you a friend of mine. I'm really honored to see you out here. Like you own a store. You own a store, and mm-hmm. you put in your time and you work hard. That's dope. Not that many people get to say that. I know. I, it's, it's, it's amazing to, you know, be a part of a company that's allowing me to, you know, run this store. And it, it's really, it gets challenging, but I love it. Because I, I, feel, I feel how I'm evolving for my own. Right. You know, next year I'm going to open up, um, I, I don't think I told you, I'm going to open up a corner store. So and this girl's I'm, taking over the fucking world. I'm gonna open up a like, corner like store. Like literally, day by day, you're taking <laughs> over the goddamn world. Like, no, no, talk to me about it. Like, what's what about the corner? Why a corner store? You know, I kind of, you know, one of my mentors. So, like, one of my mentors, I listened to 
who was it? Was it Jim Rohn? Jim Rohn. Really? Jim, I listen to Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor all the time, Les Brown. Like, I'm just, I listen to them all day. And they. Eric Thomas is my boy. Oh, really? Yeah, I fucks with him. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look that up. Yeah, he's pretty good. But they said, they said, if you have a business that you have to be there for every day, you don't have a business, you have a job. Right? And I felt like with a corner store, I don't have to be there every day. I have someone to run it. And while I'm running other businesses, I want multiple things. And the, the great thing about having a corner store is I'm looking at people come, and I respect them for it. They come in from different countries. They don't have the education we have. They don't know the, the America that we have. And they, 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 they just pile up in one bedroom and they start a business together. And they just have all these corner stores. And I'm sitting here like, I live here. Like, I have the advantage. And I'm thinking, like, we go to corner stores all the time. Why don't we own them? And I know a few people, black owners, like, who actually own corner stores. And I'm like, why don't we own, why don't we have our own? Right. And, you know, I think I'm just going to be a bit different, though. I, I definitely want to provide not only, like, like junk food, done healthy food, but healthy options as well. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna have bacon, and then I'm gonna have turkey bacon, and then I'm gonna have vegan options. You know, I I want to know. I just I always thought about being inclusive. Right. No, definitely. But the only the difference is with mine. My, my story is that I'm only hiring felons. That's fucking dope. I'm only hiring felons. If you so if anyone's looking for a job, if you're a felon, hit me up. Because that's that's what I want to do. I feel like they pay their debt to society and then come out and people act like they didn't. It's um, it's so hard. One of my closest friends, uh, he did some time. Um, he was young, dumb. He did something that he definitely didn't have any business doing. And um, when we were younger, I remember I had did something foul to him. Mm-hmm. And it kind of stopped him from getting... A job, and I was very young at the time. Arguably, about maybe like twenty. I think about twenty. You don't realize the repercussions of your actions at twenty. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking kid. And when I really start to look at like <clears throat> how people who are released from prison are definitely treated in society, from a conscious level to a subconscious level to a level where when they're applying for any type of position, the fact that they have to check that box and say, like, you've been arrested for X and what did you do and mm-hmm. why did you do it? I'm pretty sure the why is not there, but... <laughs> Definitely d- isn't. But during the interview, you know, a qu- that question may pop up. Why did you do it and what did you learn from it? I realize how hard it is for people to really get back on their fucking feet. Mm-hmm. And the system does not make it any easier for you to live that's dope as fuck you're giving an opportunity to people who otherwise in most cases may not have one yeah and you know i feel like i'm in direct alignment with it because you know i I made this decision earlier this summer like all right i'm open with a corner store next year and then maybe about september i met a guy he hit me up on facebook I'm, I'm not that bougie. You can actually slide in the DMs. I will open it up. I will read it. I will go to your page. I'll be on your mama page. Oh, he got a father. Okay, cool. You know, and I and then I'll hit you back. You know, but, I, you know, so he hit me up. And then I found out later because I saw his page. I saw he had like a prison pic. And 
he I, I asked him about it and he basically served eight years of a 10 year sentence okay and this is after I'm saying I'm hired felons and stuff like that. So I'm like, that, and I've never, and I'm like, okay, so this is crazy. So first he lied about it. He lied about going to jail. And I said- Most people would. And I go to his page and I'm like, nah, he's in a jump. Like, nope, that's him. And I said, but it's on your page. And I guess he felt like, you know, she from Rosedale. She didn't know what a prison pit looked like because he's just, that's what he said. And... um. I said, I definitely do. And I asked him how long, what he did. First, he lied about what he did. And then he told the truth. And then I asked him about it because I was kind of bothered by that. And he said, you know, the thing is, I never thought he could, I never thought he would went to prison. Like, he's so articulate. He just doesn't carry himself like the stigma. He said, I just didn't want you to not give me a chance. And I said, I get it. So let me explain it to you as a woman. As a woman in this world, I, I feel like that's something you should share, especially if she asks. Because I asked you, you lied. And then I said, it's on your page. Like, come on. Come on and fam, like. so I said, as a woman, it's kind of like, I need to know what you're going to say. You might have touched a kid. You might have stabbed someone to death. I need to know what I'm what I'm working with. You may, you know, I just, and now I heard the age. I'm sorry, he was young. He, you know, and and I said, you, you, you should have, you know, you shouldn't have lied about that, you know, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we're not dating anymore, though, but and it's not because of that. No, I'm worried. Well, I'm not worried about you. I'm pretty sure you're going to find whatever it is you're looking for. I just think that um, dating today is pretty interesting. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. it sucks. No, you know what it is because I'm actually going through something right now. So it's like it really does suck. I haven't been on Facebook or social media. I kind of logged out. I logged out for like a few days. I'm trying to do 30 days because I'm just not trying to see something anymore right now. So I'm just like I need I need a break. D- dating I, is. I need a mental break. Dating dating sucks. Dating when you're <clears throat> dating when you're running a business. And dating when you're focusing on achieving goals mm-hmm. sucks even harder. So it's not always the um some people say it's not always the best thing to date whenever you're like like running shit. Like when you're the owner, you're doing shit. Cause it's like you dedicate all your time to whatever it is, whatever craft that you're doing. And then to find a partner that really like understands like, yo, I got mad fucking responsibilities. Can you just chill and then not do anything crazy like cheat or go out and do something stupid? Can you do that? And some, it, you, you might find that some people are just like, they require so much attention. They require so much like love and care without really being like considerate of the other person it's kind of borderline selfish see with this last guy it was hard for us to get up a lot because of even on my off days i was going in because it's you know this is that's my store and i gotta make sure stuff is running right and you know he was dating other people too which he said he wasn't but you found out he was um I think he, I just think he got closer to somebody because she had a little bit more time than I did. Yeah. And I always felt like him and I are like real good, but if I would have had more, if I was able to be around a little bit more, like he, you know, I'm just, cause you know, I'm a whole vibe. So I was just kind of like 
just damn like you know and it's just kind of like but I, I had to work like I had to this is it was just such it's you know even now I think about it I try to look back on it what I could have done differently and you couldn't I, have done no 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 no. don't do that and he was trying he was I'm not gonna hold he was so into me a lot of my friends like yo he's really like if I gotta just come up to your job and just for that hour on your lunch break yeah but and she, I'm just like damn like he's really like trying but I just feel like the other girl just had a little bit more time yeah but then at that point in time then you would have to sit there and think like look You got to realize that I have things that I have to do. I have a life that I got to live. I have a business that I got to run. Everything is predicated on how I am and my success. When I'm successful, several things are successful. When Mm -hmm. I'm not good, several things are really going to shit. I don't have the time in the world to be there for you like that. If you want to get on this train, you're going to have to learn to accept that. If you don't want to get on this train, let me know before we take off. Because when we take off, this train doesn't stop. It does. It it doesn't stop. People don't realize like dating someone like who has their mindset on whatever it is that they want to do. You got to make sacrifices. Yeah, we were just arguing, and he kind of says something to me. He said, "Me and this new girl, you know, this girl, you know, she don't argue." And I was like, if it's easier, then I wasn't for you. If it's going to be easy, if you want easy, then, you know. Because it's the beginning stages. Of course, you ain't arguing. Everyone's going to argue. It's going to feel amazing. Everything's going to feel amazing. They're the best person. I want to marry this person. And I was just kind of like, just two weeks ago, the chemistry was amazing between us. Now you're telling me the chemistry between y'all, you know. So I'm sitting here like, you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't, you know, so, you know, we were arguing because he said I wouldn't let little things go. And now it was little lies that he was lying about, like the whole being locked up, whatever. He's like, she saw the same picture. She didn't ask questions. That's fucking stupid. Mm. You, went, she, you should ask questions. Did he rape somebody? People should have, people should ask questions. I, I don't think. And I feel like it wasn't wrong because you posted no, your jail picture. No, it wasn't. It wasn't wrong. I think if you were like, when people see the show, you ever seen the show Prison, uh, Love After Lockup? You know, they, have, they really have a show like that. They do. Isn't it all white people? No. No. Oh, oh, no. It's a plethora of people. Some Hispanic. I haven't seen an Asian person, but some Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, some Hispanic. Some are white. Some are black. Mm-hmm. Um, some are Middle Eastern. And it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you find that there's this like sexual attraction between people who have gone to prison and people who are just like they find that life on the wild side so attractive i'm not gonna front (laughs) what are you about to say no i wouldn't okay i'll take that back all right here's what i'm about to say oh god If I found out a girl sold drugs, that's the most sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> Wait, is it as sexy as saying you're dating a cop? Oh, God, that's a hard one. Oh, God, that's a hard one because cops are fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, a woman with a gun is so fucking sexy to me. I don't know why. So uh, I like bad. I like... Oh, God, I really like, bad, like girls. bad girls. I really like... When I hear like... Like you've killed two people, I'll be like... Oh, Take me away right now. <laughs> take me away. Like, I don't... I Take me... Just... 
take me away. Just grab me by my hand. Wherever you want to go, I'll just go. Like, take me away. Like, when I, like I love bad girls. I love... Not <laughs> bad, bad to where it's like... Like mentally disturbing, destructive shit. Yeah. Like, but like toxic. Like, toxic. Like, yeah. Like, real toxic. Like, no, I don't like that. I like girls that are just like, yeah, I had to kill him. You know, he was, he was trying to do whatever, 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 and I I had to take care of it. And, you know, I had a knife. Just so happens you have a knife. Like, you walk around with a knife randomly, turns me on. I, I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel bad. Why? Because one girl I found out she used to she used to she used to sell drugs in a strip club. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the minute she said that, it was like hard eyes the whole time I'm sitting there talking to her, and I was just like, "You did what?" And she was like, "Yeah, you know, I had to work and move. Da da da. da. You know, I got to take care of my kids and everything." I'm like. I'd work so hard for you that you would never have to work. I, I was I was enamored by her. What is it about? I don't know. I, I, I I'm, see. This is the introspective part. I don't want to look in right now. I haven't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's. I'm, I'm done with drug dealers. I'm done. I've done it so many times. It's nice at first. It, it no at first. I'm not gonna lie. It's like oh my dude out here, you know, yeah, hugging the block, hugging the block, block, block yeah. You know? But um, I ain't trying to be in somebody's car and then someone's shooting it up, and I just it's just not here. I mean, I, to be honest, I meet every guy I meet. I tell them that I will never hold them down in jail. Right. I tell them in the beginning, and if you keep fucking with me after that, that's on. That's on. I don't think it's nothing wrong with that. I'm not that girl. I'm not. I tell them that I'm not that girl. I'm not holding you down in jail. You know what you're doing. It's one thing if we go out, some dude hit me, and you hit this dude with the bottle, and you catch a charge, you go to jail. That's cool. I got you. Right. I'm holding you down. But you know you could go to jail if you selling crack. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not doing it. And I'm telling you that from the beginning. So don't call me. Yo, you already know I need you to be in my... Because every dude... Did that I go, tell you to sell the drugs? No. Every dude that go to prison all, to sell, all of a sudden want to get married. He want kids. It's a different time. Nah, I'm good. Life like, hits you. You learn a whole new religion. The law, coincidentally. I don't do dudes in jail. I don't do guys in the military. I don't do long distance relationships. Yeah, military if, guys are interesting. Don't do that. But military guys are interesting. Don't do them. No, I, I don't. I don't want... I don't want. Because if you're in the military, you might as well fucking be in jail to me. Mm. Like, I don't know. Mm. I, you got to ask your superior, can you come up to New York? Or like, nah, I'm good. But the funny thing about it, um, when you look at military marriages, um, they have probably maybe the fifth highest divorce rate. Like, very high. Like, like divorces, it, it runs rampant. Like, military wives, first of all, they, they're never around. And habitually, they cheat. Habitually, there's cheating. So, it's like... So if, you're, if your spouse is like somebody like, well, here are the jobs where most likely infidelity will run rampant. If you're dating a cop. Cop, a firefighter. Firefighter. Um, pilot. Pilot, yeah. Um, I want me a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. But they, <laughs> trust me, when they fly to that next, uh, that they, next with, city. Their girlfriend. They, they oh, man. Are, whatever. They are fucking um, military and surprisingly enough, doctors. Of course, they they be with their nurses. Yeah. Yeah. It's who they spend the most time with. 
Bingo. And it's a surgical coordinator who's probably with them and they hear all the stress and all that. And the they BS. talk and you go out to eat the lunch. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, you like the same coffee? I bought you this coffee yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I like, was thinking about you and I bought you this. And, you know, just and it's like, like, oh, you notice I like this coffee. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, I, I, I actually understand it. But at the same time, that's why I don't date those people. No, man. I'm good. No, the, the, the one guy that you kind of want to get, you kind of want to get the nine to five guy. See... I can't. I need an entrepreneur. I need a boss. Like, there's no way, you know, because, you know, I'm going to have a bunch of businesses, so there's no way I'm like, babe, let's go to Bali. And he's like, oh, let me ask my boss. Like, I'm, we're not doing that. Not at all. That's not sexy. If I'm like, come on, let's, let's get on a jet. Let's go out to Egypt. And he's like, I'll use all my vacation time. Oh, my God. Yo, your face. <laughs> Yo, if I can make a meme out of your face right now. What? What? No, I'm 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 made to be with a boss. I'm sorry, I am one. Date the nine. Give him the nine to five guy chance. Give him just give him a shot. He only has fourteen vacation days. But if he accrues it over time, oh, that's not happening. No, you have to look at the long. Fourteen. No, you got to look at the long ball game. What's the long ball game? The long ball game is okay. He can make a move up the chain. Um, and those 14 days now extends to 20. Boom. So now we have 20 days and we can do something in between and we can figure it out. He's stable. He understands what he wants. He can be assertive in his field and move forwardly up. You understand? Think about it. You know what it is with, um, what nine to five guys? I can't, I know for me I know I can't be one. The way my brain works, it it kills me to sit at a desk. But for some guys, the nine to five guys are extremely loyal, extremely loyal, dedicated to the family, dedicated uh, to the woman. Yeah, yeah. Really sweet, really nice, mm-hmm. really good guys. Mm-hmm. Totally dubbing the whole nine to five guy, aren't you? Not happening. Yeah. All right, just, I, guys, I tried. It's not. <laughs> It's not happening. I'm sorry. I mean, I tried. If you a nine to five guy, and you trying to you trying to start a business? Like I'm here for it. I'm just I just belong with an entrepreneur. I, I always known it. I've always known that. What about the entrepreneurial spirit? Just like get you. I what what about it? Like really like, cause you you're the walking embodiment of it. But like to ask you like what about it like. Like what? What? What is? What about that spirit speaks to your soul? I think it's creating something from nothing, and no one else saw it but me. Mm. Faith hits hard when you see it before you see it. Mm. You know, that's it. Because sometimes you're the only one with the faith. Actually, a lot of the times you're the only one with the faith. And nobody else sees it. Nobody else sees a dream. Nobody else sees a final goal. Like right now in this very moment, this very second, I already feel the success of the corner store. I feel it. It's there already. I'm there already. You know? And that's what you have to... That's how it have to be. You know? So like a lot of people just don't have that. They got to see it. And I'm sitting here like, why do you have to see it? Literally everything, the chair you're sitting on right now, somebody saw that chair before it was there. 
The table you sitting at right now, somebody saw the table before the table was there. Mm. I'm that person. I just always been like that. My mind has always worked that way. It takes a certain type of person to deal with me. And it ain't the nine to five guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> he oh. don't get it. He, they don't get it. They don't understand that an entrepreneur will work a thousand hours a week to not work 40 hours for someone else. They don't get how that, they don't get that. It's a different mindset. It's a different, I don't, it's a, there's a comfortability that some people like in a job. And you can't be, and as an entrepreneur, you can't be too comfortable in any venture you have. You can't be too comfortable. You can't be too confident. Yeah, the hubris is what's going to kill you in the long run. If you're too confident in whatever that you do, you don't grow. You don't. It has to be challenging because that's when you grow. That's it. It has to be challenging. I don't feel like there's some people, a job is maybe challenging and that's fine. You know, everyone's not made to be a boss. It's not. Everyone can't lead people. We need those people. Entrepreneurs need people who want to work and just want to be workers. That's, That's completely fine. But... I'm not made to lay down next to one. <laughs> just not. I'm not. I, I would love, like, when the girls be like, you know, the mailman, that's amazing, but I'm not going to be with him. I'm sorry. You know what? Um, I respect that. I mean, I you know, I told a couple of, like, nine to five guys, I was like, yo, I got this girl, Priscilla, coming through, and it was just like, oh, what she look like? And I was like, um... She's a real pretty girl, but you know she does she does this and she does that she does this and she does that and it was like yo let me see and I was like oh. I just showed him a picture and they're like oh my god da, da, da. and I'm like brother I'm gonna be honest with you this may not be your speed <laughs> I was like bro I'm gonna be real this may not like she's a she's a very headstrong woman and she's a very she don't need anybody. She don't want anybody. If you come along and you down for the ride, cool. But if not, she needs somebody that's going to be on the same pace with her. No, 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 yo, I can do it. I'm like, look, so you just answered it for all of my. Oh, man. Uh, Don't do that. I feel trapped. No. I feel trapped. Don't feel trapped. You want to know why you you shouldn't feel trapped? Because it goes back to where when we talked about, like, the people who want to date an entrepreneur. They have to real like my podcast is very entrepreneurial. Love it. I love this. It's I don't have time. Whatever time that I do make, I need my time to be respected and valued. Mm-hmm. Even if it's as something as simple as a phone call to just check to make sure that you're okay. I just want to hear your voice and make sure you're still breathing. Um, because that's the sweetest sound that I could listen to right now. Cause I'm working. Even when, even when it's that, that means a lot because I have 17 things that I have to get done because it needs to be done. If someone can't understand that, that's not the one. If they can't sacrifice, that's not the one. If they can't give up those nights where you wake up in the middle of the night and sometimes you don't know if this shit going to work out, that's not the one. I don't know. I like the word sacrifice. It's so negative. You know. You know. Okay. How I look, you know how I look at it. I look at it as when I want to be with somebody. Right. Right. I look at it like this. We're both individuals. We would probably, we're possibly thinking about being a union, 
but we're always going to be individuals. So your path is your path and my path is my path. And I look at it as if what I'm doing is just lying in my on my path, it just happened to be lining up with your path, we're meant. That's it. If my world and your world is completely the same without each other, then we're meant. But I'm not about to change my world for you and you don't have to change your world for me. We're probably not meant. If it just lines up, then it just does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um that's a really good way to kind of like look at it. Because it's nothing hard to just like line your worlds up, especially if you're on the same goal, same path, same ideas. I was just, you know, sorry. I was just talking to no, my uncle no, today. Good. I was talking to my uncle today and he was telling me about his girl. that Shout I told. to the uncle. He's amazing. He's the reason why I'm even, you know, I'm not an idiot. But, Far you know, it. he they made a year a few months ago. Six months in, when he told me about her, I said, she's not the one. How I knew she wasn't the one, he said, she don't believe in being an individual in, in a relationship. Like, she wanted to always be just a unit together all the time. Like she And I was like, basically, you want your shorty to have her own life outside of you she don't believe in that she don't she don't move that way he moves that way i said you're not meant right and i said you're not and i said and there's nothing she's not requiring like he said you know after we spend a weekend together she's she, we i leave her and she's calling me on the phone now i'm not like that after a weekend my whole world was thrown off so i need to catch up on my outside on my world oh my outside God, of you yeah i need to catch up like maybe you could shoot a text yeah like did you make it home safe are we good we good, we good? Yes. All, right, cool. all right cool you know <laughs> so i'm that's me you don't hop on the phone like i'm like well, i just was you all weekend so i said listen i said listen to my uncle i said she's not wrong for wanting that yeah i just not meant the relationship that she feels is a relationship is that y'all are y'all don't y'all not individuals outside of that. There's some men that's like that too. That's who she should be. She she should be with. You need to be with a woman that she believes like you know. I have my own life. You have your own life. And when we come together, we have our life. I said, but she's not wrong, and you're not wrong. No. You're just not meant. That's it. You're just different. Yeah. There's people who run marriages like, oh, yeah, every weekend, you know, he's with his girlfriend. I'm with my man. And then we come together and we're together. And there's some other people, marriages, that's like, we could never do that. If that don't make it wrong, that's just not for you. Shit. Damn, you're right. Just, if I could tell my... Let me just talk to my ladies. If I could tell y'all anything, just... Make a list of what you want in your life, how you want your friends to be, how you want your man to look or girl, how you want your, you know, your business, your job. Make a list of what you want it to be and say no to everything that's not that. I'm rocking with you. Here's my thing. When you make that list, you have to understand. You still have to have a certain level of awareness. Boom. Because some people make lists through a low self-esteem lens, through insecurity, through a brokenness. But this this is for people who are emotionally, mentally healthy. Right. That's the only way it can work. And you have to be realistic with who you are. Mm -hmm. For instance, in life I always feel like, especially with men, the way that we look at dating is, if I want a woman like you, Right. Let's say I'm interested. In, I, I really want a woman like you. I'm a nine to five guy. Mm-hmm. I'm already disqualified. No, 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 no. We're using it. <laughs> we're using this as an example. Okay. But we're using this as an example. I'm already disqualified. 
we don't move on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. I total, I totally get it. So for me to ask a woman like yourself to be with an individual like me, and we don't ride the same path, but this is one of the things that I have on my list that I want a woman that's X, Y, and Z. You have to realize that if you want something, you're going to have to match up to that. Let's not be irrational with what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, my my thing I always hated when I would see on social media, I want my man to be 6'3", light skin, six-pack abs, comes home to me, takes care of me, rubs my feet, best dick I've ever had in my entire life, listens to all my problems, borderline therapist, oh, by the way, he's a doctor, and he fixed cars, but you eat, and there's nothing wrong with mozzarella sticks, but you eat mozzarella sticks, hot wings every single day, you're about 302 pounds, yeah. 5'2", and three two three hundred and two pounds, mm-hmm. and you look absolutely hideous. Can't dress. You can't want. You can't want that, and are not willing to elevate yourself to even attract that. I don't ask for nothing. I'm not. Say that again, because I don't think the niggas in the back heard you. I don't ask for nothing. I'm not, and I don't advise anyone to do that. You can make your list. Your list is cute and it's very admirable. But and, and not, I'm not saying that directly towards you. What no, I'm no, saying, no, 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 but I mean to people like you can make your list. That's cute. I like the list. It's very attractive. You need to realize that if you're gonna make this list about what you want, you have to work hard at it. Yeah. You have to make yourself at the end of the, at the end of the day. The, it's a dating game. If you're going to play the game, this is how the game is meant to be played. Mm -hmm. If you want to get a better prospect for your offspring, you then have to be a better prospect. The better the prospect you are, the more attraction you'll get from multiple different prospects. So you can't be on the lower tier of your attraction level and say, see that Boris Cujo looking motherfucker? He going to eat my pussy later tonight. No, he's not. No, he's not. So you know what the thing is? I feel like, and I feel like some men get, some men are jealous about it. Women almost can ask for something that they don't have and actually get it from that man. It's so fucking pathetic. And how true And in the other way, it doesn't really work. The other way, no, around. it doesn't. Not too much, but and you know what it is? And it's it's men. It's ego. It's I'm a doctor. My woman don't work because what I do is so amazing. She don't have to. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bragging thing. She looks good. I mean, I look great, but she looks freaking amazing. She's a trophy. Look at my wife. She's fucking gorgeous. Like, look at this Lambo. Look at this Lambo. I just bought her. Right. Even though before she, she rolled up to me in a Honda Civic. Boom. But guess what? I put her in that. Yeah. So it's almost like women can almost ask for something that they're completely not and get it. And you know what's a you know what's a re- you know what's a really sad part about it is like you bought her that Lambo, 
But for the fact that you don't give her the the amount of love and consideration that you were supposed to give her, you know she's driving that Lambo to some guy who's blowing her back, back out, out heavily all the time. While you while you in the hospital, while you in the hospital saving lives, she's just she's wh- like you know swabbing shit down. <laughs> her mouth is crazy, and you come back home and you kiss her, and it's like oh my god. And you know what's so you know what's so funny about that? Um. I was the other guy. Oh, yes. I at, some point, I said, no, I, at some point in time in my life, I was, I was, I was the other guy. <laughs> it was good times, but I was the other guy. <laughs> said it was good times. It was good times. I never paid for a dime. It was good times. But, um, that's a, it's, it's sad because, you know, but men created that world. It's almost like you know when I hear men yeah, say did. say things like oh, all these Instagram bitches just naked. What the fuck? Who's following them? Everybody. 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 You're follow- liking everything. Yeah, and you're liking it. And, 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 you're, and, you know, and you're thirsty. And you know what the bad thing is? It's like it's one of those things that you know how they say it's a man's world, but it's one of those things like these Instagram models or whatever you want to say that they can do it and you can't. Yeah. I, re- I, f- I feel like... Here's the thing about... I even follow beautiful... I follow more beautiful women than I do, I guess, attractive men. Yeah, I'm... I'm women, women are... I think there's more of a variety in beauty in women than men. I'm sorry. You cannot... The the most beautiful men in the world cannot be more beautiful than the most beautiful, <laughs> beautiful women. It's, you can't it's compete not. with them. You cannot compete with them. So... You can't compete with them for sexual attraction. You won't be... There's, there's no way a male can compete in the realm of physical attractiveness when it comes to women. A woman will always win hands down. I agree. They, it, they, they will always win hands. There's not that many women that are that unattractive compared to a guy. Right? You just, like, <laughs> there's not that many women where it's like, if you ask a guy, who are you going to fuck? This guy or this hideous looking... Nine times out of ten, they're just going to be like, they're going to go with the woman. Mm-hmm. Very rarely is everybody going to be like, you know, I don't know. How big is the dick? Is it, is it, is it three inches? Because if it's three inches, I could take it. You know what I mean? Like, a guy is not, <laughs> not going to rationalize no, if, that. If, if somebody say, who would you want to deal with? This hideous looking dude or right. this beautiful woman. I'm like, oh, me and her are about to get it on. We're about to get it. And you're She's not She's attractive. And you're not and, You know, and I've actually, I'm actually into girls. Are you? I actually am. So I take that back. Um, Have you had an experience? Okay. Oh, I've yeah. only talked. I've never actually had an actual sexual experience. Okay. Which I still don't mind having. But I knew I liked girls from when I was nine. I'll never forget that girl that walked into my class. And it was like, okay, so I liked the boy in the first grade. That's how I knew I liked boys. He was so cute. He was so adorable. He was a short Puerto Rican boy. And I knew how, I knew that's how I liked boys. I knew that how I felt about him. And also, I actually liked the boy in the first grade. He was in the sixth grade who ended up being a guy that I ended up dating years later. Best friend. So funny. Wow. Yeah. You know him. Okay. Yeah. You know him. So it's so freaking funny how that happened. Different than the person that I already know? Or the same person that I know? Are we saying names? 
No, we're not. Okay. So who we were just talking about? His oh, best friend. That's fucking crazy. I was in the first grade. He was in the sixth grade, and he was so attractive. I, I, saw, I thought he was so cute. And then when I ended up dating the other dude when I was 16, he introduced me to his best friend. I said, oh, my God. I know. I, I don't know him, but I know him, you know? And the, oh, wow. It's so crazy how that fucking happens. Fucking life. Yeah, so when I so I knew I like boys. So in the third grade, this girl walks in and she's beautiful. And I always knew from when I was younger, I see my mom friends like she's so pretty, she's so gorgeous. That girl's pretty. But when I saw her, I just felt differently. I felt how I felt with the boy in the first grade. Interesting. And I didn't know how to explain it. And I never said nothing. Have have you Wow. Have you talk to any other females like in your adult life like about yeah, I, just about the feelings yeah i did have. i actually liked another girl and i started talking to her she was like an ag because the other girl's a femme mm-hmm. the first girl she's an ag i mean i ended up talking to another one of my friends and telling her like, i think we was like 17 and i think it's because she told me about her experience with a girl so right. i felt comfortable to say it i think it was a long time i didn't accept it because it was because it was that one girl and I never felt that way about another girl ever again so I just kind of was like well maybe I was having a moment then I met up with that girl I didn't I found her on MySpace <laughs> shouts out to MySpace wow I'm out here telling where, my age where is telling that? my age <laughs> I where found her that? on MySpace and I was 18 and it was so funny and then I ended up getting her aim I'm really telling my age Um, I ended up getting her aim and then we ended up talking and I still and she ended up telling me I found out she was a lesbian nice and he said nice you nice you hear this um and she ended up telling me I was the first crush she ever had. Even nice. School. And to this day, I don't like women more than I like men. I know I want to be with a man and that's what the end be all. I know that. If it was the other way around, me and her would be together. Interesting. Are you... So, okay, so let me, so let me ask one question. As far as men is concerned, what type of... Do you like men that are like like in their masculinity, like fully? Do you like aggressive men, or do you like more of the submissive male? Not submissive. Not not the submissive not, at not, all. Not, not, not a submissive. Only. Yeah. Do I you like, like a healthy balance. Yeah, I like a healthy balance. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's important to know when to be submissive. I think both partners have to be, and you have to know when to do it. Okay. You know, I always know. You know. I'm a I'm an alpha female and I'm strong and Extremely. I don't and I don't really need a man for a lot of things, but I do know men need to feel needed. So when it comes to when it comes to females, what genuinely attracts you to them? I don't even know. I honestly don't know. Twenty twenty, you should you should really explore that. I don't know. I don't know what it was about. Because I told you, it wasn't a lot of girls. It was only one girl I dated, I talked to. I would say talked to. She was an AG. It wasn't long and everything. And she had a problem with me that she kind of had an issue that I like guys and girls. Because I guess she felt like you're going to end up wanting to talk to a dude, too. And I'm just like, I mean, but I don't want to talk to a guy right now. And the other girl, we just have a connection. But she's still my friend. Right. She would just have a connection. I don't know what it is. Right. You know, she's like a twin to me. But... I know that it makes no sense talking to her because it's a ceiling over the situation. I yeah, I but I think that um, 
there may be a ceiling over it, but honestly, that might be something to be explored because for the fact of that, that genuine connection had been established from a long time ago, it can help answer a lot of questions. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so I can't talk to a man that has another, like he has a girlfriend. Like I'm sitting here like, you know, I respect your relationship, your union, whatever. I don't, you know, you're trying to talk to me, but I'm not with it. You know, if a girl has a girlfriend, I don't give a fuck about the girl. Why? What's I you- have no clue. I don't know if I don't respect. I don't know what it is. I don't. And I can completely probably. See, I can't cheat on a dude. But I, if I got with a girl, I can completely be doing my own thing. Do you view the relationship of. I don't know if it's not, less not, of value. I don't, you know, because no, that question I was going to ask is going to put you in a real sticky spot. And it, there's, there's no reason for, you, for me to do that. Okay. Do you feel as though. Do you feel that because you have a very ambiguous way or an ambiguous feeling about women that that line doesn't really apply to you for the fact that you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just kind of feeling it out. So if something was ever happened, it happened and I'm just going to move on and do my thing as opposed of when you know, like when you're dealing with a male there are boundaries that have been embedded in your brain to like stay within and I can't go over those boundaries. Like for instance, like, um, you know, you're with a guy and he's got a girl. Do you feel innately wrong about that? Cause you're just like, yo, like, I don't want to be this chick. I've been that chick on several other occasions. I've been cheated on. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to go do that? Mm-hmm. I know how that feels. You can relate to that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when you're dealing with a female, it's like, it's a brand new realm of, different shit so i don't know if this is the right thing i don't know if this is not the right thing is that kind of how you look at no, it? no i know it's completely wrong i just don't give a fuck and i don't what? and i don't know i think it's because <laughs> when i'm with a guy because i know i want to be with a man for the rest of my life it's kind of like this could be something so i need to respect and value that and i feel like with this girl it ain't gonna be that you'd be fucking surprised it could it could i i, no, I, I don't think no be surprised. No, I don't. I don't. I, I want to be with a man for the rest of my life. I do. Hmm. Hmm. That's funny. I'm like a fuckboy bitch with women. That's sexy. <laughs> that is the embodiment of what this podcast is about. I'm a say that again. I'm, I'm a, a fuckboy fuck bitch with women, and I. You know what it is? Because the crazy thing is, you're looking at me, right? You know what I look like. I w- I'm a femme, right? I'm clearly not an AG. Not at all. But I am, with women, the masculine one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm the masculine one. Who are the men? I'm not. I'm complete. Of course, I'm feminine. I'm a woman. I don't know how that just turns out. I don't know. I've, I've in my in my lifetime of, of dealing with, um like, bisexual women, like, um when you see that type of switch play out in real time... It is mad crazy. It's so weird to see it. Because in like in certain facets of life, you've seen them and it's just so feminine. And it's so like, not some, I don't want to use the word submissive in a bad way, but for lack of a better term, they're very submissive whenever they're with a man. And then when you see them with a woman, it's like this like aggression. You're just like, who the fuck is, who, who is this person? Mm-hmm. But then you just got to realize that there's like so many social, like different dynamics. So that's why I think... um. That woman, when you said, like, she said she felt she felt the way when 
you have an attraction towards men. There's one thing when you're dealing with a potentially bisexual like individual, like they like both. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they cheat on you with a guy or girl or whatever. Like if they are going to cheat, they're going to cheat only because that's what the fuck that they want to do. It doesn't matter. Like oh, it's a girl. It doesn't really count. Like no, that shit counts. It's a body, my nigga. Like mm-hmm. it's like it counts. Yeah. But um, when you're dealing with somebody who is open to both genders, all of that insecurity shit got to go out the window. You have to. It's all about the foundation of the relationship, and it's all about the love, and it's all about the care, and it's all about, are you a great partner for me? Because that, if you're worried about cheating, that's the last thing on your mind. Because if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. They're going to cheat. There's nothing you can do about it. If they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. If they love you, then the chances of them cheating are are pretty slim. Yeah. If they love you and they respect you, the chances of them cheating are none. Yeah. But um, if they don't love you and they don't respect you, then, you know, you have a fucked up relationship. And let's just put this out there. I've never told anybody any of this. This is good. Like, my family don't know that okay. I like girl. Like, there's certain... I've been... You know, my friends know, like I've said, like, I like this girl from elementary school. Yeah, some of my friends, but maybe not even a lot of my male friends. This has... It was just not something I was just... I think this year... I, I don't know if I had epiphany or what, but I'm just kind of like, fuck it. You know, when I die, I'm the one that has to die. So I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. Before we before we spoke on this podcast, you already know how I felt about the integrity of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've, you know, I've always felt you're one of the most beautiful people like <clears throat> in this world. Like if there, if there were clones of you, you know, it'd be a much better place. Aw. Um, don't worry if you're ever worried about what people will think about you. That's the last thing you need to be worried about. You know, it was more about my mother. She'll still, she'll still love you. No, no, no. It's not, no, no, it's not even that. It's like, I, um, grew up in a way where. Your mom is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You see my mother. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. Um, I, I, that last gorgeous was a little bit too much. <laughs> She's beautiful woman. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was more like she would say things me like growing up, and she just maybe talking out loud about certain things that I was like, and she, you know, she's a very critical person. So she would say things, and I'm just like, all right, she's not gonna understand. She's not gonna get it. So I would already know, like, don't speak about this with her. Like she does, so it's just things I just never told her or spoke on, or I dated drug dealers or stuff like that. And then I, I just, you know, I think it was more about I felt, you know, she never told me a lot of her mistakes in life growing up. So I grew up thinking my mom is perfect. So when I would mess up, or so, you know, I would not want to tell her because I'm like she's not gonna get it. And as I'm getting older, I realize she's we kind of live kind of the same life almost. We're, almost it's so crazy. I'm yeah. hearing things. I'm like, oh, so you dated a drug dealer? Mm, you know, you slipped up and said that to my aunt, but I heard it. You know, and this was recently, a few days ago. So I'm sitting here <laughs> like, oh, really? We in the car? Like, really? Okay. And I'm like, but yo, had you told me that there was so many things you could have saved, saved me, me from, from, you know. I understand she 
at its time sensitive. No, you don't tell a five year old I used to date drug dealers. No, but it's it's at, it's the time and you didn't say nothing at all. Yo, it's. I don't know. If she thought I was gonna do it. Like she she always thought I was a very. I think she felt like I was impressionable. Like whatever she was gonna do, I was gonna do. And I really actually wasn't like that. I actually really had for a kid had a lot like my own mind. You know what it is. I think what. Dude, all right, let me ask you a question. The older you get, do you do, the more you realize your parents were just winging this shit? Like, they were just like, fuck, I have a kid. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just got to figure this thing out. Like, for me, I felt like when I started having more adult conversations with my mom as I got older, I, my mom at one point in time was like superwoman to me. Yeah, me too. And the older I get, the more, like, the superwoman, like, I guess, identity fades. And mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a very bittersweet thing because, you you know, they get older and it's just they start talking about their life more. And then you just kind of realize, like... They're human. Like, my mom's a fucking human, dog. Yeah. I, my mom told me she felt like she was a better mom in her 30s than she was when she was in her 20s. Because she had me... She gave birth when she was 20 and then the next month she turned 21. So, like, you know, I'm like, wow, that's young. You know, and she said, I felt like I was a better mother in my 30s to you because I knew more. I went through life, you know. She said, I didn't have a manual. I just did what I didn't like happening to me when I was younger. That's a really deep statement that your mom, like, told you. Yeah. How did it make you feel? I mean, I get, I mean, I'm glad she didn't raise me like I had a mother. <laughs> Love you, Grandma, but I'm glad she didn't. And, um... You know, that was great that she said that, but as I'm getting older and I'm starting and I'm becoming more of a woman and more insightful, I'm realizing things and I'm and I'm looking deeper to myself and realizing some of my issues, it stemmed from how my mother parented. She can't hear that. I tried. I've I've tried to tell her certain things and it, it immediately goes into like the de- the defense of well, I was a single mother, I did the best I could. And it's kinda like not knocking you. If someone does the best they could, how can you knock them? Yeah. With, with, with what they knew. What they knew. I, I can't knock you, but it doesn't negate the fact that the best you did still came up short. And I, they can't, I don't think they can hear that. No. She can't hear that. I would never tell, I don't think I have the courage to tell my mom those exact same words, but there's, there's a, my father died when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't have a go-to male role model to kind of figure shit out. So I figured out manhood basically on my own. I had to learn that there are certain principles about being a man that my mom can never... She she could live a thousand lives as a woman and could never teach me about principles of being a man. Of course. And she did the best she could. Mm-hmm. And at times, her best was not good enough. It just, it genuinely just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough. I don't know if I could ever tell her that. The only thing that I could possibly tell her is, you did what you can, and I respect it. Mm -hmm. Because being older now, I realize, like... It's not easy. It's not easy. Like... It's not it's not easy raising a black male. 
It's not easy. And as a woman. As a woman, it's just not a fucking easy job. Mm-hmm. Raising a female, you can have female conversations and get more in-depth analysis about being a female. Granted, yeah. that male counterpart is really nice to have. It's important, yeah. But you got your mom. You're raising a boy. Yeah. So how do you have conversations about him and his body and things he's going to feel as a man and you're not a man? So I had, yeah. I had the most... I had the most interesting conversation when I turned 20, how old did I fuck, 21, my mom had the, not the birds and the bees conversation. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that conversation. But she had the, so you fucking? <laughs> I love your mother. Wait, she had the, so you fucking combo. And the, the, the you fucking <laughs> combo started off with, all right, she said, look, if your father was around, he'd be having the same conversation, but I'm going to ask you. The first question she asked me, she said, how long you last? I said, what? What? She said, how long do you last? I said, last. Do-. Here I am giggling like a fucking schoolgirl. <laughs> last doing what? Don't Having, play. Does she like, come yeah, on. I'm like, you know. like, like, five minutes, ten minutes? And I was like, I could last for about an hour. She like, make it the fuck out of my face. I'm like, no, I could really last for, we just going back and forth. She basically schooled me on like what women like during sex. We talked for about three hours. Wow. I've never had a bad experience a day in my life after that point in time. Do you think women should have that conversation more with their sons? I think women should definitely have that conversation. There's with a their lot sons. of y'all thinking y'all doing something and y'all not. I've it's gotten. I knew. I knew it gotten I knew it I knew it was bad when I used to date this older woman. She was about maybe like fourteen years, twelve years or fourteen years older than me. I forgot mm-hmm. her age. And we were having sex and I went down on her. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I came back up and she said, No one has ever ate my pussy like this before. Mind you, you're in She's, your late thirties. Yeah. 30s. yeah. <laughs> And you've told me the experiences that you've had. I'm just like, I'm a young, I'm 20 fucking three years old. Mm-hmm. I'm a young ass. I'm a kid. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a baby. <laughs> and you're telling me this. And I was like, oh, I can't be this bad. Until you started having a lot of conversations with a lot of female friends, you realize like, damn, niggas really just like, like munch and nibble on your shit like that. Like, there's no care there's no caress there's no porn is a lie <laughs> y'all been watching it for, and it's a lie first of all yeah, they all not that big <laughs> it's okay I know they made you feel like that's what it's supposed to look like it's not it's the majority I don't look like that and it's fine it's okay she not gonna go crazy like that all the time <laughs> Don't mean it. It's not great. Don't mean it's great. Good. You know, it's so. You so might have hummers. It's, it's it's entertainment. It literally is. Yeah, that, people don't get that. They watch it and you think like this is the first time you've really seen it, so you think like this house was a look. This house was a beat. This is how she's supposed to act. Yeah. And that girl in the video is like acting. Yeah. She's acting. Very rarely do you see them actually orgasm. It's all tricks. It's all, you know, so 
you know, that was cool that your mom had that conversation. I needed that, like, yeah. someone to give me the real, which was, like, you know, one of my uncles who kind of, like, took me in and, and gave me, like, real conversations, which is, he kind of took over as somewhat like a father figure in my life because my dad just wasn't there. And right. the funny thing about my dad is that him and I just met on Sunday after I haven't seen him in 10 years. Wow. And before that, I haven't seen him in nine years. He was in and out of my life. And last time we spoke was five years ago and we was cursing each other out on Facebook. Wow. And we just spoke on Sunday and it was such a powerful thing. I didn't know I needed that until it happened. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm really happy you... you... Everyone has a reaction. And I love it. I felt like I did the right thing because I reached out to him. I just said, hey. He said, what's up? And that conversation needed to take place. And I said, what's up? And he said, what's up? And he said to me, and this is how I knew it was different. I knew it was different before that because I've been thinking about him for the last few months and I don't know why. And I just hit him up and he said, you know, the last conversation we had, I said some things I should have never said. I'm the father and I should be better than that. And this, this is the part that got me. He said, can you forgive me? He didn't say I'm sorry. He said, "Can you forgive me?" And I don't know. That's just so different than saying I'm sorry. He asked for my forgiveness, and I never told my mom. I had hit him up. I didn't tell my mother that I, we were talking, and I didn't tell her that we hung out. Like I was gonna go hang out with him, and we did. And I asked him. I said, "You know, you know, why didn't you come get me? You could have got visitations. You know, it's, the court system worked both ways, my dudes." And he said, "I just wasn't thinking like that." I just wanted to be in the streets. He was like, I wasn't, that wasn't on my mind. And that's the only regret I have is not being in your life. And he was giving me real conversation and this conversation that I didn't really get from my mom. Like he was telling me about his life, stuff he didn't have to tell me. He could have just, you know, said, okay, I'm not going to let him know. I was always horrible. But he told me about his life in the streets and I was just like, that's real. It's just story. It's your story. I really do think people can change. It was like a shift. I feel like I'm entering a new phase in my life. I've, I've, I literally feel it inside of me. And this new phase involves my dad now. And I just, I can't believe it. I am so happy for you. It feel, it's a, it was so powerful. I didn't know I needed it. Because people are like, you don't even talk about him like that. I'm like, there's nothing to say. But I didn't know I needed it till I had it. I'm like watching him. We sitting there and I'm watching his mannerism. Like, oh my God, I do that. Like, oh my God, I do that. You know, like just looking at him like, just wow. Like he looks just like me. We're twins. You know, it's just crazy. I, I, wow. I am. Wow, man. I'm really happy. You needed that. And I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know I needed it, but I did. You needed that completion. I wish you absolutely nothing but the best with that relationship. I know how important it is to speak to a dad and just get that father insight. Yeah. And it's, um, man, I just wish nothing but the best for you. Like, legit nothing but the best. I'm Thank very, you. I'm very happy you made that reconnection with him. And, um... Priscilla, tell the people where they can find you at, man. That, there's no, there's, that, that's the best way to... That's the most happiest ending I could possibly... 
Tell the people they can find you at, man. You know, Priscilla Ash on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Priscilla underscore Ash. That's P-R-I-S-C-I-L-A underscore A-S-H. Like I told you, you know, y'all can slide on my DMs. I, I look. I open them up. I look. I look. We're going to have Priscilla on uh, in the near future. She has to come back. I have to. I love this. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Did you have a good time? I It didn't even feel like we really was just like on the podcast. I just feel like we were just talking. You know, we just talk like this. Yeah. It was a vibe. It was... Like I've, like I've always said, um, the one thing about you is that you have this infectious energy about you that is... Um, it's really refreshing and it's really nice to hear. Um, and I didn't know all of these fantastic things, especially with reconnecting with your father, opening up a corner store, uh, starting your enterprise now. And I wish you, I said it before, but I wish you absolutely nothing but the best. You fucking deserve it. You bust your ass. You've done what you needed to do to get what you want. And I really hope that somewhere somebody's listening to this podcast and listening to this episode and they're realizing that no matter what the fuck you go through, that you can get that shit. Yeah. And thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. Okay. I'm so proud of you. This is going to be so successful. It's just, it's going to be it's crazy. This is going to be so successful. I, you know what's so crazy? Do you feel it? So... I made the fucking mistake of going on Google and typing in what makes a podcast bad. Why? Right. And <laughs> Why would you do that? Right. And you know what's so crazy? I was sitting down and I was thinking to myself, I was just like, there's times where I, I woke up um, and I'm just like, I don't know if this podcast is going to kick off and mm-hmm. what am I doing? Like, you really want to do this? You really, what do you, you want to do? And so, I did the mistake of looking up what makes a podcast bad, and I was hearing about everybody's, like, podcast, and then I watched a video from College Humor, Mm -hmm. when they were like, oh, you're doing a podcast, it's gonna fail, yada, 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 and then knowing the type of person that I am, it's just like, when I feed off of energy, it's like, damn, I gotta ride this fucking negative wave for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I sat back, and I was just like, fuck that. I don't know where this is going to take me. I almost don't give a fuck where this is going to take me. The only thing that I know is this is something that I genuinely have the utmost joy doing. Like it's genuine like bliss, like to just have people come and I sit down and you've seen the ambiance, you've seen the setting, Mm -hmm. everything is relaxing and it's just... It's a mic, it's a laptop, and it's just you, and it's just me. And sometimes there'll be a group of us. Sometimes I have a, like a group of my friends here, and we're just like going. I have never had as much fun podcasting as I've ever done anything in my life. Really? Yo, it is. So you're where you're supposed to be. Right. And so like when I typed up like... How does a podcast? How I can't believe you did that? I can't. I don't it's, know why it's, you did some it's shit. It's like literally that. like yo. Uh-huh. It's literally like the like you know when you have a cold and you're like, coughed up, up, green phlegm, uh, cancer, right. cancer. <laughs> you're like I'm dying. I'm dying. So I'm like, lose my leg. Big, <laughs> 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 your 
so fucked up. I'm gonna lose, mom. I'm gonna lose my leg. It's like it's like oh, I have throat cancer from smoking. You don't do you smoke? You, do you smoke? No. no. But that's what the web. What, that's what WebMD web said. said. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. Don't do that again. Yo, I'll, do I'll again. never do it again. But I, when I did this, um, when I started this podcast, um, it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, who wouldn't want to just have their friends come down and, you know, we just talk and, and everything like that. And there's definitely a bunch of naysayers. It's just like, well, you don't have the social media presence. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have this. You don't have that. Oh, my God. You Someone literally I, said that to you? A couple of people have said that. A couple of people... I remember one person had looked, and she was a very young, young girl, and she and I told her, I was like, yeah, I have a podcast. She was like, who do you know that gets on your podcast? Do you know any celebrities that get on your podcast? Because if you don't have celebrities, they can't be on your podcast. I'm like... It's like, you know what? Keep who? those people away. Right. And you, I said, you know who I have? Who do you have? I, have? I have celebrities of life. They win every single fucking day. You mm. just don't see it. Mm. She was quiet, and she was like, <laughs> "Will you stop with the with, with that?" The, but her head, her head, her, her, head, her neck, her neck. I don't <laughs> want to say neck game because we're gonna be like, "Whoa, pedophile!" But um, <laughs> the way she was like moving her head was like, "Whatever," you know. But um, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Oh, I have to give a shout out because you know every episode we have a drink of the episode. Okay. Boom! Shout out to Sutter Home um wine, and I have a sweet. Red California red wine. Priscilla, thank you so much. Of course. I gotta have you back. I wanna come back. Okay, good. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen again. Guys, I am your host, Be the Only Letter for the All That Sexy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of this ride. And just remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy Podcast again. I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that middle area. That's where all of us. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't wanna waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy. And baby, you and I make synergy. And I can see it in your eyes, oh shorty, I can see it in your eyes.